Okay, so we are in beautiful, sunny Marbella at this incredible villa, and I am joined by the one and only Matthew Kelly. Fucking know the full name. The full name. Um, some of you guys may have seen Matt before with his podcast, The Midnight Pod, and some of the content he's created. For those that don't know, what's the short brief of who Matthew Kelly is? Fucking hell. I guess like I just said off camera, probably it, I'm probably a, a fairly interesting case of someone that's been in the fucking e-com game for like seven years, still very much publicly documenting the process of the highs and lows, which I think firstly not as many people have as many highs and lows probably at this age in that capacity, but also way less people share them. So that's what I started doing with the pod. And I guess I've started to build a bit of a personal brand un unintentionally through that. And yeah, now we're just fucking documenting it on the Midnight Pod. And my new brand, Space Goods, is what I'm working on now, which is the next generation wellness brand, mushroom brand, basically. It's just off camera, actually. And let me, let me just grab that quick. Bring that in. Oh, shit. Oh, I just broke this. Um, yeah, the next generation wellness brand. Rainbow Dust is the first product. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now. The vision for that is essentially long-term, bring, bring psychedelics to the mainstream, like CBD. Kind of mm -hmm. view it as like an athletic greens for the mind. It's very pink, because I love pink. Um, and yeah, fucking hell, I guess, I guess I'm a serial e-com entrepreneur that's still fucking in the process of making it, but sharing a lot of that stuff. And yeah, I, I feel like I should probably be wealthier than I am <laughs> but at, at this point, given how much shit I've done. But I've got a wealth of experience and a great network, which is probably my greatest asset. And I, I don't think there's that many people documenting the, the similar stage of stuff that I'm doing, because you often get people like Ben Francis, Stephen Bartlett, whatever, like, big like headline names sort of in the online world but then firstly they're on every fucking podcast like everyone watches the same thing and everyone's heard their story a million times and they're probably slightly less relatable mm -hmm. because they've already like fully made it and even and they've made it to like a ridiculous level um like billion pound business and stuff whereas most people i think that are getting into entrepreneurship and stuff want to see what less known people are mm -hmm. doing which is myself included and a lot of the guests and a lot of people we're here out with as well have got fucking cool brands and interesting stories and that's really what the pod's all about and yeah, I don't know. And so the brand previous to Space Goods was probably the brand that hit the biggest scale before a roller coaster. Fucking roller coaster, yeah. And there, I'm, you've told this story a million and one times so we won't dive into it, but to give the audience an idea of the scale of that brand within the space of, I mean, how many months that was at eight figures run rate, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I had a few different brands over the years. Like, mm -hmm. Go and watch a recent episode I did on my own pod, which basically put the whole story together in mm -hmm. two and a half hours for way too much red wine. But then more recently, brands probably people would know would be Midnight City Jewelry, which I scaled to like two and a half million run rate. But I was never passionate about it. Then I launched yep. the problem brand, Neon Beach, which is arguably like the quickest scaled e-com brand fucking ever, certainly in my experience in the UK. Um, yeah, I got that to like a million a month in like six months. Thought I was going to retire off that brand. Ran into loads of supply chain issues. Go and watch episode one for all the full story on that. And yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. It taught me a lot. And now I'm no longer involved in that business. It still exists, which is cool. Um, so do both the brands. But um, yeah, that was a, a dirty little roller coaster to say the very, very least. Cool. But yeah, you don't realize the value in fuck ups like that until you reflect on them and come out of them and start the next thing. So, so I'm a, a pretty cool story. big believer that 
success leaves clues and obviously a lot of my audience are maybe more property background but at the end of the day winning in property winning in business winning in life there are patterns right and you know those that that win have a lot of common attributes in your opinion what does it take to win in business I have to preface these questions because maybe, maybe my self-esteem is still just super fucking low because I feel like I haven't made it yet. But yeah, I think I, I, I'm aware that I definitely have made it to a level because I've done a lot of cool stuff and I've fucked up and I've won in certain things and then failed in other things. And I'm definitely going to win with this next one. And I think that's already starting to happen. You're um, too humble. I'm probably too humble. But yeah, I, I guess overall, I, I'm still aware that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. For my age and shit, definitely like net winning. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, especially this weekend, but we'll keep that story for another day. Um, what was the question? What does it take to win? But yeah, I think like my identity has always been like, I'm a successful person, I'm a winner since I was like fucking 10 years old. So, and, and the reason I think that is because, I, well, I think that, that's the first point. I think the first thing is to just fucking believe you're a winner from day one. Because mm -hmm. I completely agree with like Andy Frisella probably said it first, like winners win, period. Yeah. So, it's either who you are or who you're not, and probably less people are that than aren't. Um, but yeah, I think it takes firstly just a sickening self-belief before anything, because that's mm -hmm. all you ever have at the start. And then I think beyond that, it takes knowing the next steps, probably knowing what the fuck you actually want to do, which initially is always more foggy, but becomes clearer. And then when you you know go down a certain path, maybe start an econ brand, you figure out what's what you like, what you don't, like I did, like I was in econ, but then I didn't particularly like what I was building and now I'm building this, which I'm way more interested in. But yeah, so it's self-belief, I think it's knowing what you want to do and then it's just fucking putting the time in. But making sure that you're not, just don't be like everyone else because most people are just pretty fucking bad at what they do, like, which sounds terribly arrogant, but just make sure you're doing every job to the best of your ability. Like I, when I worked in fucking Waitrose on £4.34 an hour, or whatever it was, I was the baddest motherfucker on those shelves <laughs> because that's the mindset. Yeah. And it, it, it's the same in like sport and stuff. And like I got into running recently and like, I like the, the kind of David Goggins mentality of just like, I'm a bad motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to have that mentality with everything. Um, because yeah, like literally nothing, and this is like the fucking slogan for this first shoot we did, like nothing exists until you create it, which I think it's actually a mad slogan now. Um, and it's so true. Like, if I hadn't sent a certain DM a week ago, certain events wouldn't have happened this weekend. That's just one niche example, which won't be <laughs> gone into detail. But, yeah, it's so true. It starts with believing in yourself. I love that. And then goes to those other two things, I think, fundamentally. Okay. What are some core values or principles that you live by? I kind of answered this on the pod I did recently, so maybe it's quite fresh in my mind. I think the first one is just always try and do the right thing, like just lead with integrity, which was probably the worst part about what happened with Neon Beach is that a lot of people said that I wasn't doing the right thing and that I was a fucking scam artist and shit, which couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah. So that's probably the first thing. I always have genuine intentions with whatever you do. You're not always going to get it right, but there's a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but plenty of people don't have that I think and they fucking do shit dodgily they 
maybe just want to make a quick buck, which is probably like a cultural thing now because of like Twitter and TikTok and stuff. Like people aren't really looking at what the fuck they're actually doing. It's like you've got some great hat dropshipping store. Mm -hmm. There's like something going around on Twitter right now with like recurring billing scams or some bullshit which I've seen about. And it's like, fucking hell, man. I don't know how you sleep at night doing that. So that's the first thing. I think lead with integrity. I think, I think the next thing is be authentically you. And I've kind of always tried to do that. I think particularly on the pod is the first time I started sharing that. Mm -hmm. Like, and being authentically yourself, but also just being honest about shit. Um, and obviously like Instagram and stuff is a highlight reel. And mine is as well, because it's a fucking dating app at the end of the day. But yeah, and I, networking think, app I think as just well. being authentic, yeah, because people can tell when you're full of shit. And mm -hmm. again, I think there's a surprisingly sad amount of people that particularly online are full of shit. Like podcasts, YouTube stuff, it's all just, me, 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 I'm a brilliant, I've never fucking been sad in my life, all this shit. So I think that's probably the next thing. I'm trying to pick three. Um, I think the last one is probably just something I've started to think about more and more and more now is just like, like do it today kind of mm -hmm. mindset, like, which is hard in itself. And I was actually speaking to a girl in the pool earlier about this, who won't be named because I'm very aware of my mortality and shit, particularly as I've got older and I'm like fucking getting older and stuff and there's, there's so many things I want to do. There's so many like fun things I want to do and like partying and whatever and traveling, but there's also, I'm also acutely aware of what it takes to actually have that lifestyle that I want and yeah. you have to, there's a very fine line between like hustling in your 20s, for example, and like YOLO in your 20s. I think I've got that line almost perfect over the past few years, which is why I don't regret spending money on stupid cars and shit. Because, like, if not now, when? In fact, that's what I'll say. I tweeted this the other day, I think. If not me, who? If not now, when? Mm -hmm. People are going to start using that in, like, dating apps as an opening line, but I wouldn't recommend that. But that is kind of how I view everything now. Um, because, yeah, it's really sad to see so many people just saying they're going to do something and never actually do it. Never even try to do it, more importantly. Whether that's a business, a fucking starting a sport, messaging a girl yeah um so yeah i think that's, that's a beautiful quote i don't know if i made that quote maybe i just saw it subconsciously somewhere else but so things although obviously very humble and modest and first to admit that obviously there's a long journey ahead and we haven't made it but at the same time you have had a certain level of success you've had the supercars, the penthouse apartments, the incredible holidays. Yeah, true. The girls. I probably don't give myself credit for that. Um, which is a life a lot of time. and something a lot of people aspire to, but obviously still students of the game, student of the game. We surround, and it's easy to forget all that because we surround ourselves or in, or in proximity, yeah. especially with your podcast, of people that are decades ahead or, or years ahead and have sold businesses for tens or hundreds of millions. What have you noticed are the patterns amongst those people that are more successful or what things have you learned from those that you think have helped? Well, in, in a general sense or a business sense? In a business sense. I think one of the first things is they've just been doing it or they've been doing something for a long time. Yeah. Which, and there's mm -hmm. different versions of long time, whether that's five years, 10 years, 20 years, but none of them have done it in six months, which is why it fucking, the whole like TikTok dropshipping culture pisses me off. You get 18 year olds dishing out life advice that have been mm -hmm. in the game for two months and they've had one decent week on Shopify and now they're a certified baller. 
and like there's just so much fluff and there's so much bullshit on places like Twitter, Instagram, mm -hmm. with all that. So that's the first thing, probably like time. I think the next thing again is they're actually all just fucking nice people. Yep. Like, I'm not thinking of any particular example, but like, there's a lot of like scammy forex people I've seen online, and they all just come across like fucking cunts. Mm. And it, it seems like no coincidence that they're doing kind of dodgy grey hat shit. People that have actually built like legitimately impressive businesses, which I know plenty of them. Yeah, they're just like decent fucking people, I think, because it comes back to what I said before, just leading with integrity and not being a cunt. And like, not trying to be a cunt at least. Like, mm -hmm. people will have the wrong perception or get the wrong idea sometimes. So that's another thing. Um, I think the other thing, which I've was never good at in the past, and I've actively now I've got like investors and probably like kind of informal mentors a bit now, is that they 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 recognise they can't do it themselves. Whereas I was trying to do, I did so much shit myself for years, probably way too many years, which teaches you a lot, and like you become a very like a generalist in whatever capacity you're operating in, like for me ecom. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, fuck, like, I'm not a finance guy, for example, which is where I got fucked last time. Um, so now I'm getting the advice to get someone that's actually a wizard at that, at that shit. But that in itself has an element of, like, imposter syndrome, which I'm st I still fucking deal with. Yeah. But then I meet people like, one example that comes to mind is it's Vihan, who's 23 and came on the pod and raised millions for his POM dating app. And I'm like, how do, you, how do you employ people that are, like, 10 years older than you? And it doesn't even bother him. Mm -hmm. Or at least it doesn't seem to. Whereas for me, even now, it's like, I don't know what it is. I have a little... It's like, if anyone's older than me, they couldn't possibly work for me. Which is just bullshit. And it's I, a limiting and, belief, and isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly that. Mm -hmm. It's a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there are a few things that come to mind. I mean, there's probably a billion. I'm trying to think of a few more off the top of my head. Um, I think ultimately as well, they all back themselves and have to kind of take two steps back, three steps forward at one point. For example, Jimmy that's in the villa with us fucking sold his business for a shitload of money, hairburst, and he used to work in, I think it was phones for you. Like, there's like a picture of him that he put on his Instagram. And like, you have to remember that everyone comes from, well, most people, anyone worth admiring, comes from normal or humble background. Yeah. They're not silver spoon. Um, so yeah, there's always a point where you have to like, you know, jump off the cliff and build the wings on the way down, whether that's like quitting a job, starting something, when all your mates are saying it's bullshit. Because that's the most dangerous part, is like mm -hmm. when you might actually just never start. But mm -hmm. once you start, you get momentum, you figure things out, ups, downs, whatever, but like the journey begins then, and then you're in the fucking game. And if you never get in the game, you're never going to win the game. I love that. But most people probably spend their entire life so, bullshitting themselves as to why they never got in the game. Space game goods, is. which I have this rainbow dust every morning actually. At first, I was unsure. I was like, I'm going to buy it to support obviously a friend, yeah. and I'm gonna be open-minded, and I'm gonna try it, and it actually works. It's actually- Fuck yeah, it works. Um, gives me this similar effect to coffee. I definitely feel more stimulated, more focused, um, and I encourage anyone to try it. But you launched this when? Eight weeks ago, roughly, two months. And I know you're, you're very transparent about obviously documenting the journey. Can you give us an idea of like, in terms of numbers, where you're at just eight weeks in? Yeah, so I've done like 125k revenue in the first eight weeks. Just had the fucking Instagram disabled two days ago, by the way, while I'm out here, which I'm trying to sort out because mm -hmm. that's just a classic textbook scale-up issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably sit there and say that's not a lot of revenue, and it's not a lot of revenue compared to stuff I've done in the past, but in the first eight weeks for a completely bespoke product, which is that's almost like a market I've created, certainly in the UK, yeah. 
it's not like I'm drop shipping some bullshit and no one's coming back. Like it's a mm -hmm. subscription business fundamentally. And like we're already ramping it up. Like the, the run rate this month will be more than that. Um, the run rate next month probably double that. Um, so, so you think next month you'll do what? If we, if we didn't have the Instagram disabled, next month probably like 200K, that'd be like the target. And that'd be like month three. Um, I think that's realistic. I'm also mm -hmm. trying to scale it sustainably, which mm -hmm. I've, you know, it's very easy to just, like I've done in the past, let's just spend 15 grand a day on Instagram ads and yep. fucking hope the back end doesn't break. But yeah, like I've been a lot more calculated with it this time. Granted the Instagram issue, which should be solved by midnight tonight, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty convinced this, this can do like, I think you could do like 10 to 30 million in revenue with one SKU in one country. I really do. Like. And that with the subscription element, like we have like 500 subscribers already, maybe more, which again, may not sound like a lot, but in, in eight weeks on a completely new product, which is like pretty, it's a pretty risky kind of angle because it's called rainbow dust. It's kind of indicative of dodgy substances or whatever, which is kind of intentional because it's very Instagrammable and shareable and polarizing pink and shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's definitely gone as well as I could have hoped really in terms of launching something entirely new because mm -hmm. um, previously like with jewellery yeah I did designs and shit but ultimately there's only so so much you can do with that and I, like Neon was yeah it was branded but it was a bespoke product so ultimately it's like hybrid drop shipping so like there's no stock implications in the same way but, but this is a, intentionally a very simple model compared to both those like I look at something like Athletic Greens like I said before like a Huel that's kind of how I see it in terms of potential scale, mm -hmm. like long-term being, that's always been my vision. But you have to work backwards and, s and start with one product, which is what I've done, so. Okay. Yeah. So if we sit down again in five years time, maybe in a villa in Marbella or wherever else, where would you want space goods to be at that point? Yeah, I mean, if it's not valued at 100 mil plus in the next five years, I've done something very, very wrong. And I have a plan to get there. That's not, I know everyone fucking says, maybe I should say like 300 mil, because everyone says 100 mil. So if I say, no, 326 mil, then yeah. it sounds like I have a s actual specific numbers I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I've always wanted to build something big. And I think I have the skills and experience to be able to do that. And I, I, more importantly, I think the market opportunity is there with this. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that if I'd kept on selling jewelry that I wasn't passionate about. Granted, there are some brands that will reach that scale in that mm -hmm. market, but it wasn't gonna be me. Um, and yeah, like the whole long-term potential, I think it ticks a lot of boxes, like high margin, subscription, not much competition, certainly in the UK at least, yet. Maybe it's yep. compared to the hack that Instagram. Um, and then like the whole strategic narrative of like, and this is kind of probably why I got in trouble on Instagram, but like, you know, I'm playing this as like, this is a legal alternative to a psychedelic microdose. Mm -hmm. We would like to sell you that when we can like psilocybin and all that sort of shit, which is massive research going into the mental health effects that that can have in a positive way. And that's really like the long-term vision is to fucking change, change the consumer mental health product mm -hmm. world. Like, that's why it's called the Next Generation Wellness Brand, which I've, again, I, I'm quite good at coming up with slogans, but I think that one ticks a lot of boxes. It's all about what's next and how can we market it in a way that's yeah. forward thinking, but also like the product is forward thinking, like it's all in one, blah, blah, blah. And granted, it's a pretty simple product to start with, but that was very intentional. I just wanted to have one skew, get an initial response response from the market, which I've now done, and then fucking go from there. But really, like, this is the first business where I thought I could, because I, could, I, I want to make a fuckload of money. I, I, I don't like it when people pretend they don't. Mm -hmm. And some people don't, that's fine. 
but I want to get really rich by building a brand and selling it or taking it public or whatever. But I also want to do it in a way that positively, net positively affects the fucking world and can have a positive effect on people's mental health because that's my, probably the biggest challenge in my life has been mental health, which I've spoken about a lot on the pod and probably more so in the recent one, actually. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that would be nice to have. And, and also a brand that I'm creatively interested in, which is why it's like pink and shit. And mm-hmm. I did this 1980 shoot with this beautiful girl. And yeah, it kind of t- it feels like a lot of things come together with this brand in a way that other stuff hasn't. Mm-hmm. And just as like a creative endeavor, it's fucking interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think the market's there. I think the narrative is great, like long term. And like I said, I think it can make a lot of money for me and all my investors and whatever, potentially. But also have a positive impact on people. Because like even now, at this small scale, like we have, I don't know, two and a half thousand customers now. I've had loads of DMs to the page on my personal page saying, like, I'm, I'm not taking my ADHD medication now. Like, I didn't even think it'd be that fucking impactful at this mm-hmm. stage. But, you know, people could say, oh, is that placebo or whatever? Maybe it is, but if, if it fucking helps people, it helps people. It works, it works. So that's pretty cool. And, you know, that's nicer than someone fucking saying there's a neon sign arrived two weeks late even though it looks cool. So, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm doing good in the world, which is why it pisses me off when my Instagram account gets disabled and shit, because throw a man a bone, come on. So last question. Don't change shit. And I know this is a question I get asked a lot, it's a question you get a lot, but right now we're at this villa, there's six of us here, all kind of business owners playing at a high level, some obviously much further ahead than others. Combined revenue, probably over 100 million, where the average age is probably late 20s which is pretty crazy. And when people hear that, I'm sure that's just as inspiring for other people. That's not, not so much the cars, it's not so much the, the, the sick lifestyle and the penthouses, it's just having a cool circle of people that are on a similar mission to you. How do you get yourself into a position or what advice would you give to those that wanna level up their social circle? It's literally the most common question I ever get. I know. And. To start with, I, I reflect on this, and, and, I, and I just fucking said it in my recent Instagram caption or something, like, can't put a price on the network, some bullshit. But I genuinely think it's my, my, my greatest asset, because it's the yeah. one thing you can't really, you can't, you can lose money if you have good, good and bad times, everyone will lose money or whatever at some point in their life, or maybe not, but like, you can lose money, you can't lose experience and network. Mm-hmm. Definitely can't lose experience unless you fucking knock your head. And if you're a decent person, you're probably not gonna burn your network. So. Yeah, that's the first thing. It's like slept on in terms of how valuable that actually is. But then people also get it entirely wrong and they think that like this is like, this is some planned, put together thing where I fucking messaged 50 people like last week and then start hanging out with them. Like literally it started as, I knew fucking no one remotely interested in entrepreneurship at all. And I was yeah. depressed as fucking uni with all my losers, well, not losing mates, but some of them were losers. <laughs> Non-entrepreneurial people that I was surrounded by. And I was like, fuck yeah. this, I'm gonna drop out of uni. I'm gonna fly to Singapore on an economy 50 quid ticket, Wizz Air or whatever, and go to some e-com event. So that's the first thing I ever did, was putting yourself out there. And then I guess the next thing I did was I was actually doing numbers, like drop shipping. So mm-hmm. people actually become interested in you because you like have to fucking do something to get in the room. And you, mm. you're always gonna, you're gonna get on a table first, so to speak, that's on your level or even below your level. Yep. Or maybe slightly above your level, if, mm-hmm. if you know, if that's the way you wanna look at it. Um, so that's why it doesn't make sense to me when I'll get, I'll get DMs off 17 year olds, like, can I get, take you out for a coffee? And I'm like, well, no, because you're, it's, that's like trying to skip the queue. You should be hanging around with 17 year olds, 18 year olds, 
maybe not maybe they're not the same age, but they're probably likely to be if they're at a similar stage. And then, yeah, I don't even know. Like, people ask me it like, like it's some like mad life skill, but maybe I maybe I'm just good at it. I don't know. I know my uncle's always been good at networking and shit. And I, honestly, I can tell you right now, the best networking I've ever done is getting pissed in in, in like foreign places. <laughs> with, for example, Alex Packham sold his business to Adobe for a shitload of money. He's one of my investors now. I met him four and a half years ago, getting pissed in San Diego when he just started the business. So there was no agenda then. Like, yeah. Whereas a lot of people would probably message him now and say, can you invest in my business? And I would imagine he would not reply to most of them. Whereas I messaged him and said, do you want to come on my podcast? Congrats, you just sold the business. We already had rapport from four and a half years ago. So he knows I'm not some fucking leech. Mm-hmm. Like he had some context on what I'd done. And then we spent two hours fucking on a podcast, drinking wine, and then the next day invested in my business. So th- the point is like, the best relationships and deals and circumstances happen in an organic, authentic, like I said earlier, way. Mm-hmm. And generally like a bit of wine helps sometimes if you're trying to fucking break the ice. It's, it's kind of like dating, but just keep it real. Um, and success breeds success as well. I mean, yeah. it's for us to come out, do this trip, whatever as guys, it makes sense. But if some billionaire probably invited us, said, oh, do you want to go split a yacht? It's half a million for the week. We'll just split it six ways. Yeah. Probably out of Can't reach right that. now unless yeah. Amex want to increase our credit limits. But um, yeah. But yeah, it's just success breeds success. And the more successful you become, the more successful people you're naturally going to attract into your life as well. Yeah, then it's like a snowball, really. Hmm. Um, but then at, at the same time, I, I do, I, I, I reply to probably way too many people because I feel like that's, that's kind of paying it forward mm-hmm. in, in a little way. Because even like some guy I met in the fucking gym here in Marbella said he watches the pod. He's like 19. He's like clueless. I said, just message me on Twitter. I, I mean, that doesn't mean message me all the time. <laughs> But like, that feels like quite nice. Yeah. And I think it's the same for people ahead of us. Like, like Alex, like I said, like five years older than me, whatever. He said he gets a lot of fulfillment by helping the next generation of entrepreneurs. Like he's, he's had this big exit, whatever, you know, he's sorted for life. Definitely. Um, and he's still working on stuff, but that, you know, people enjoy that. So it's also picking out people, certain strategic people and because it has been slightly more calculated for me in certain ways. For example, even meeting Jimmy who's here, that was because I messaged him on Instagram and said, do you want to come on the pod? But caveat to that was, we had a few mutual followers that he'd seen that I was interested in cars, there was mutual interest, all this sort of shit. And he, you know, he read about my story, whatever. It wasn't just completely random. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's people, someone like him would want to speak to, like like that fucking Chamath Dom, whatever he's called, that, that billionaire he went to some podcast event with recently. So like, that's the next level for him. There's always yep. another level in mm-hmm. which in whichever way you want to look at it. But yeah, you just got to start, I guess it's a very long answer, but you have to just take the fucking first step to get on the ladder, put yourself out there. Like it should feel incredibly uncomfortable, like flying to Singapore to some e-com event. Like I was bricking myself. No money, no friends there. But again, you have to back yourself and decide that if you want to be different to everyone else, you know, the, the status quo or whatever, most people working nine to fives, which is fine. But if they don't want to be doing that and you're not, and you're still hanging around with only people that are doing that, then, you know, something's got to change. Shit doesn't change unless you start acting differently and putting yourself in different positions. Mm-hmm. And most of those actions are free. It's not like you need loads of money to message someone in your fucking local town that might, I don't know, mm-hmm be interested in e-commerce also. So, yeah, 
money's often an excuse for why you can't network or whatever, but mm-hmm. effort's always free. And like research and hustle and time is always free, so. Cool. Well, yeah. we'll wrap it up there. Um, actually, thank you for sharing your value with the world. And also from a friend perspective as well, just to say, obviously, what I've seen you go through over the last six to 12 months with the business, or some more personal stuff, mm. to where we are now with the success and even more success pending with Space Goods. It's a very proud friendship moment, so. Yeah, let's fucking go. Well, I, th- I think, yeah, just on that briefly, I think it's easy, not easy, but it's, it's anyone can like be fucking, oh, I'm a winner, you know, have the self-esteem, blah, 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 mm-hmm. when shit's going well. And shit was going very well for me for a very long time. And I thought I'd fucking, like every box was ticked. But then, yeah, I went through a terrible period last year. Like the business was ultimately the catalyst for that. And then relationship, and then I fucking like put on weight and got in a terrible mental headspace. And then at that point I was like, well, fuck it. I've, I've been a fucking... G before I backed myself before yeah so like hell I'm just gonna fucking go do it 10 times bigger now mm-hmm. but you don't realise until you kind of come out of that hole how deep it actually was and yeah like I was a different person like a year even like 6 months ago really mm-hmm. like now I'm fucking shredded no one can say I'm not <laughs> like true I don't believe there's a single girl I couldn't pull if I wanted to like not that I'm that t- sort of guy. I'm the absolute opposite. But I just believe that now. And like now, I think, fuck if if anyone can build a billion pound brand, then I can. Like I just, and it's not arrogance because you have to preface everything these days in this PC culture. That's from me thinking I didn't want to fucking be on the planet anymore. Mm-hmm. So just changing things because uh, I think that's why maybe my sharing of my stories, I think, certainly very useful for a lot of people because. Even I, when I thought I had fucking everything, can still hit rock bottom in your head. Yeah. But the only way to bounce back from that is to fucking dig deep and go through a, a lot of pain, to be honest, like mental pain, certainly, and, and even pain in like the gym and stuff. And and that's why I think winners win, because I, I'm always going to fucking win. Like, it's, and again, it's, it's not arrogance. I just truly believe that, like... Mm-hmm. I, if I said, and I said it to this girl earlier as well, it's kind of deep. If I want something and I truly desire it, like it's just a matter of time. And I actually believe that. It's like, I know that. I think that's very common amongst a lot of winners. Yeah. So, you know, whether that's running a sub three marathon, which I've said publicly I'm going to do, which I'll do, whether it's losing weight and getting shredded because I was just, yeah, a bit, bit sick of being like fairly like fleshy. <laughs> Whether it's like fucking, you see a girl, you fancy her. Like we've all been there. Just fucking never know until you tried you. That's it. And that girl that I fancied flew out to my bear. Winners win. And we had a little kiss on the beach earlier. <laughs> Winners it win. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> so I wasn't going to share that, but there we go. Fuck it. So that, that, was, that was quite cool. Because, yeah, winners win. And I think that rubs off on friends, women, people you're around, whatever it is. Yeah. So, but it's not easy to fucking have that mindset, and you have to go through a lot of pain. It's something you work for. every day. Yeah. But yeah, I think th- there'd probably be no prouder moment than when I can finally, like, say I fully made it because I had a taste of making it, and I, in my head, I was a fucking loser for mm-hmm. like a year.
because of many reasons. But yeah, like, I'm a bad motherfucker. So that's the way I think now. We'll leave it at that. So comment, like, subscribe. We'll link all of Matt's stuff and podcasts below. We'll see you guys on the next one.